Psalm 86:11. Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Hello, welcome to the Undivided Heart podcast. My name is Selena, and today I will be sharing my testimony. I'm really looking forward to this episode and sharing what God has done in my life and how his grace and his glory has been so evident in my 27 years of living. I will be discussing when God saved me and gave me a new heart as well as how he has sanctified me up until this point in my life. So here we go. Here is the testimony of how God saved and has kept my soul. For background, I was born to a mom and dad who were not saved at the time that I was born. So when I was about one year old, my parents began going to church and they found a church that I would spend the majority of my life from age one to about my late teen years and then on and off between my college years of coming home during the summer um, during college. So I don't remember exactly when I was saved, the actual moment, the day, the time, but I do heavily remember being around seven or eight years old and just being so broken over the fact that Jesus died for me because I'm a sinner and I needed him to save me from my sin. And I just remember being baptized because I wanted to be obedient to Christ and make a profession of my faith. So I really remember being captivated by this grace and this love. And from that point forward, I desired to love God and obey God and seek him. So in my early years, I spent a lot of time in church, um, volunteering, serving where I could. Uh, And then as I got older, um... I, my parents got divorced when I was in middle school, and so that kind of changed my church going a little bit because my parents no longer went to the same church, so I was back and forth at one church one week and another church the next week, and that made it a little bit harder to serve consistently, Uh, so I just know that at that time, I remember um, my serving and my consistency in church not being the same in regard to how much I was giving of my time to the church. But I was still in church. I just wasn't serving the same. Uh, And that was a big change for me because from the moment I was young, I was doing and, and being involved in whatever I could, whether that was in kids' church, serving in whatever way that I could. As I got older, I served on the worship team for kids' church, and then I served on the worship team for the adult service when I was older. So that just really was a big change for me. And that's something that I really remember vividly. Um, so as I got older, like I said, my parents divorced when I was in middle school. So that changed things. And then I was back and forth at different churches. And then I went to college. And so um, when I would come home from college, then I would be in church. When I was away at college, I did not attend church consistently. I watched online. I could not find a church 
that I really liked. Um, and I don't even think I really tried to, to be honest. Um, I guess I was just satisfied watching online and doing my own Bible studies. And I also worked retail. And so a lot of times I would have to work on Sundays. So that changed things a lot for me too. But um, anyway, so like I said, I got baptized and I was hungry for his word. So I just want to make it really clear in this podcast that I did not live a life that was an example of that desire to obey God and seek him. Um, I wasn't an example of that desire consistently. And so this is where the parts come in that I explained how God kept me and sanctified me. So I spent a lot of years thinking that I could claim to love God while feeding my flesh. And in my later teen years and early 20s, sexual sin was my biggest struggle and my biggest habitual sin. So I got into a relationship at age 18 that was not at all God-centered, at all. Um, I found a boy who claimed to be a Christian and his family went to church every Sunday. And so at that time in my life, that was enough for me. And I thought that's, you know, all I needed to know. So I was looking for love during a time when I was going through a lot of personal family issues. Um, This was years after my parents had gotten divorced, but I was just going through some other things with family. And so I found this boy who fed my flesh and he did not protect my purity and I did not protect his. So we lived in that habitual sin for six years, six years. (laughs) It's a long time. Um, and there were countless times in our relationship that I felt so guilty and so convicted over the choices that we were making. And so I would present my convictions to him and asking if we could try to please God in our relationship because he claimed to be a believer as well. So I felt like I could have those conversations with him. And to be honest, it wouldn't really last long. Either change would happen or it wouldn't. And if it did, it didn't last long. And so I chose that sin. I wasn't forced. You know, nobody forced me to do it. It was a choice. And I take 100% responsibility for that. It's not his fault that I chose sin. So that relationship ended when I was 24 years old. And I went through a few months of just extreme heartbreak and turmoil And what was so odd is that the turmoil, like the heartbreak hit right away, but the turmoil didn't hit until a few months later. And I just continued to choose sin. Um, And I did cry out to God, but I just still chose sin. And the the turmoil was so much mental turmoil. So I became depressed. I had so much anxiety. I just felt like everything was just falling apart. I mean, I gave my whole 
self and my whole life and all my plans and everything to this boy who I was no longer with. And so, um, that continuing to choose sin for months after didn't last very long until I was on my face in true and complete surrender and repentance. I realized that my whole life I lived claiming to love God, but not fully keeping his commandments. And that's not love. And to the outside world, I was your so-called, quote, good Christian girl. I served in church my entire life. I read my Bible. I worshiped. I was not ashamed to post about Christ on social media. I was the so-called Jesus freak of my friend and family circles. Everyone knew that I loved Jesus, but not everyone knew that I wasn't fully loving him. And I was claiming to fully love him while still feeding my fleshly desires. So I had enough of living this life of so-called Christian girl on the outside while having sexual sin hidden on the inside. And I was so convicted by the word and realized that if I'm claiming to love God, I need to love him with all of my heart, mind, and soul, like the Bible says. So I truly repented at this point, 24 years old, and I truly turned. And I asked God to help me start over, and he did. And I asked him to purify me and to help me live a pure life from that point on. So I wasn't perfect, but I knew God had done a work in me at a young age, and I was going to choose obedience for real this time. And I was able to find a man, and this is where just the beauty of God's grace, oh my goodness, is so, so evident because I had chosen such sexual sin and I had chosen the wrong people for years and years and years of my life. And then God cleansed me, forgave me, helped me to start over, gave me the strength to live a more pure life. And goodness, he brought a man into my life. And I'm going to try to say this without crying. Um, He brought a man into my life who, who protected and respected, valued, and honored my purity. And I'm sorry, I'm trying to fight these tears, but God's kindness towards me is... makes me so emotional and this man desired to take me to the altar pure before Christ and if we crossed the line we repented and did our best and to rely on God to keep us founded on his word and not our flesh and this man desired to glorify God with me Whew. I do not have tissues around me. I did not expect to get this emotional. <laughs> so excuse me. And that man became my husband. And he brought me to the altar. Pure before Christ. And I can say with joy that my husband and I did not experience having sex with one another until we were one in covenant with God the night of our wedding. 
And now that's a deeper story for another time and we can talk about purity and the blessing of it. And I say all of that to say that while I do believe God saved me at a young age, I did not live a life that always reflected my salvation. And I do look back now and I see how God was sanctifying me, drawing me closer and closer and refining me. And I've loved God with the deep passion for as long as I can remember. But now I love him so much that I seek to obey all of his commands and not just the ones that are easy for me. And I no longer hide behind a facade of the good Christian girl. As I mentioned in the welcome episode, I will boast all the more gladly in my weaknesses so that the power and the glory of God can be revealed. God saved me and kept me while I rebelled over and over and he wasn't done with me and he is still not done with me and this work he's doing will be completed as Philippians 1 6 says so to reflect back and show more of God's glory statistically I was supposed to be on the streets with multiple baby daddies on drugs or dead My family life was chaotic behind the doors of that sweet Christian family who was in church multiple times a week. And like I mentioned, my parents divorced when I was in middle school. Um, While I was often in the, quite literally, in the middle of awful, ugly, destructive arguments, God kept me. And I remember crying out to him in worship as a young girl, begging him to help me survive the turmoil that seemed like it would never end. And I remember spending so many nights alone in my bedroom with God, being the only one that I had to hold on to. He was and still is my only hope. And I can say that without him, I don't think I would be here. So that is just a short glimpse into my testimony and what God has done for me. I'm sure at some point throughout this podcast, you'll hear more details about the way God moved through my life when we talk about sex, divorce, purity, relationships, mental health. But one thing I do know to be so sure is that God saves souls. And he keeps souls. He sustains souls. And he does this because of his grace and his love and his mercy. And I don't deserve a love like this. But God. But God. Being rich in mercy. Made me alive with Christ. I was once dead in my sin, but through grace I have been saved. And I no longer fear death. So, thank you for listening to my testimony. And again, I apologize for how emotional this got. Um, I just hope that through listening to this, that you see 
the glory of God. And you see how none of this was of myself because if God left me to myself, oh goodness, I would be destroyed. And it is only by the grace of God that I am what I am. Thank you for listening.